Welcome to the Media Mavens podcast, where you'll hear the most compelling, provocative, and real conversations with industry leaders and innovators in tech, sports, and entertainment with our host and CEO of well-known PR firm, Axis Entertainment, Sarah Miller. Hi, this is Sarah Miller, CEO of Access Entertainment and your host for Media Mavis Podcast. And I'm here with my lovely co-host, Marjorie DeHay, general partner at Intech Law. Hey, Mavs. Hey, Sarah. How you doing? I'm good. Feeling a little funny today. I had a funny joke for you, but I decided it wasn't clean enough to put on a podcast. <laughs> so, you know, I decided to respect. I got to show some respect to, you know, the channels out there. But I'm super excited that we have Daniel Tibbetts, CEO of Smosh, good friend, all around funny guy. I'm not sure if he's as funny as we are together, but Daniel, welcome back to Media Mavens. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I love that we had you on in the whole serious like business mode, that Sunday, Sunday, Sunday mode from El Rey. Now you're back in funny mode. That's right. I get to run a comedy network. And so I think I think part of the reason I got the job is because I am so funny. That is true. Wait, Marjorie, do you have a good joke of the day you can tell on the podcast? That's clean. Oh, uh, my son told me something yesterday. So it's a kid's joke, but it says, it's uh, what do lawyers wear to court? What? Lawsuits. <laughs> oh, that's good. My, it's, my joke. it's like a 10-year-old joke. <laughs> does, does he does he want to um, try out to be on Smosh? Sounds like our future. Sure, he's pretty funny. <laughs> so Daniel, like, so, so I love it. Okay, I seriously, I was going to preference here. History for everybody. I so love that you're on. So we've been good friends for so long. You've been a client on the podcast involved with MEAs like you. I have like literally between all the madness of startup days with us, like you have pivoted and have grown from building the most tremendous markets and mobile tech, entertainment, to now you're running a major comedy channel. And I do have the privilege to say, like, in a weird way, we did grow up together as adults in the past 15 years I've known you. We yes. have literally pivoted our careers together. And I'm so excited. But the, the kids I was I was mobile ambassador. You for were for years. I thought it was three. Three years. That's right. Three mobile years. ambassador. You created the HBO hit series Rome. <laughs> you created Rome, Fox Mobile, Ibuna Marie, Machinima, which was the biggest turnaround success rate. El Rey, I love how we as a team have pivoted from startup mode to where we are right now. But here's the deal. I have to, by the way, I developed Rome, but I, I appreciate you saying I didn't build Rome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you created it. But, but you know, semantics, semantics. Okay. But here's what I love. We are going to have some of your funniest comedians on the podcast pretty soon on a funny, not funny podcast series. But I love that you're coming on right now. I know like, you know, I'm familiar and I think Marjorie is as well, like with, you know, Funny or Die, all the, the older comedies that we saw streaming through AOL and everything. And I don't know where they all dissipated to over the years. But what is, is Smosh? A standalone is a part of YouTube. Tell us what Smosh is and how this came apart. But be funny because, you know, it, it is a comedy. Well, first off, I have to say, no, I am not funny. I, I let the great cast we have at Smosh be the funny ones. 
I think I'm more the dad humor, right? That's how they look at it. I have the puns and the dad humor. They actually, they're the funny ones. And, and it's actually been a real pleasure to work with them. So Smosh actually has been around for 20 years. We're actually at our 20th anniversary and nearly 17 years on YouTube. And it has been and continues to be the leading comedy brand on YouTube. And I would say across the internet. And if you think about what Smosh is, Smosh, the main channel, I'll call it, is really SNL for the internet. It's a group of uh, extremely funny individuals who come together and make each other laugh and make everybody else who watches laugh with them. And then as the, the brand grew, the company launched another channel called Smosh Games. And on Smosh Games, it's that crew, right? That group of really funny comedians who, again, on the, the Smosh main channel are doing sketches and improv. But on the games channel, it's them sitting around a table playing games. They play board games, they play video games, they play card games, and their wit, their humor, their banter, their friendship is just entertaining to watch, you know, and millions of people watch these videos. And then out of that success, the company launched Smosh Pit. And Smosh Pit is, I think, best described as game formats. We have a, a really hit popular show called Try Not to Laugh. And try not to laugh is one person sits on the stool and the other cast members come in and try to make them laugh. It's that simple. And if they laugh, they spit out the water and they lose, right? And then somebody else gets to sit in the chair. In all of these channels, it's a cast of characters. It's a single cast and crew that come together. And again, they enjoy each other's humor. They enjoy each other and have fun together. And that is what has grown the brand. You know, we have 46 million subscribers. We have more than 30 million followers on social. We generate tens of millions of views every single month. And the company has just continued to evolve and grow and entertain, you know, now getting into, you know, kind of the next generation of fans. So you guys are truly, it's like an SNL, like you said, for the internet. And it, do you guys program and rate the scripts for other shows in advance or is like like are they, like so i guess gonna break this down are the game part of it like are they humor games it's just video like reality show watching them be funny i mean do you guys are you taking the snl model and just scripting the whole thing or is it kind of like on the fly like stand up yeah it's both it's both we again on the main channel the the channel that the company launched with it is sketch it is snl of the internet but it's also improv we have a, a new format that is just doing really, really well called Funeral Roast, right? So literally, we take one of the cast members, we put them in a coffin, they lay there, and the rest of the cast comes up and does a eulogy, very funny stuff. And at the end of the day, you know, they, they are improving. some of it's written, it's kind of loosely scripted, but the idea is, you know, to make everybody laugh, to make the person who's in the coffin laugh. That's kind right? of dark and twisty. Exactly. <laughs> So let's talk about the development process when you're coming up with this idea. I have to imagine that you have the funniest development process out there. How do you work with your comedians? And if there's up and coming comedians, how can they be a part of this? This is really a community. One of the things we, we did at the really the top of the year of 2022 is we put together a 17,000 square foot studio space. 
with offices and props and wardrobe and everything you could imagine, cameras, lights, anything you could imagine, it's all here. So people can come in and have an idea and create it. You know, we can work as a group and develop out a, a bunch of different concepts and just shoot them. And we shoot them for YouTube or Facebook or TikTok or Instagram, right? It's whatever platform. And we want to be everywhere, right? Because that's where our consumers are. If you think about who our core consumer is, it's it's someone who's 18 to 34, though we have, you know, fans that are younger and older, but really 18 to 34-year-olds who really enjoy the humor and the comedy. So to answer your question on the development side, What's great about this company is everybody here participates from the office manager to an editor to an assistant. Everyone can come together and pitch an idea, have an idea, shoot an idea, develop an idea. There's no limit to the creativity, right? If you think about traditional media companies, they have development executives, right? And those are the ones who get to decide what gets made. And they're the ones who decide this is what the people want, right? But that's not the way it works in digital media. And that's certainly not the way it works at Smosh. At Smosh, everyone's a creator, everyone. And we encourage and we bring people in constantly. We bring in other creators as collaborators, right? We are constantly, the other thing we announced is we brought in a director of talent development because where talent searches are usually with most companies a couple times a year or based on a show, we do it 365 days a year. Every single day, we are out looking at who the next great comedians are. And we bring them into the Smosh ecosystem and we work with them and we help them create their vision for what they see comedy being as, you know, as comedy continues to evolve. So it really is a, a, a very, very unique creative development environment for people. You guys have, I know like Saturday Night Live, SNL has that school. It's an SNL school. It's actually based here in LA where you can sign up for, to go through classes of, I don't think it's how to be funny because obviously if you're not funny, you're not going to want to sign up for a class. But I think it's like how to be funnier and how to hone in on your comedic skills. It's like a year or a six month program. And then you go from there when you graduate to the SNL troops to get into their system. But I don't know if they, I don't know how they like decide if you're funny or not, or if it's what you look like, who knows? People are funny looking, people are funny. So I don't know how they do this, but they have this strange school of like find the best and the brightest, funniest people to get them through the school, to get them into that SNL interview. And there's a special program SNL has. And if you're not in that, you're just never going to be funny enough, I guess, in their eyes to be on their show. Do you guys at Smosh, because I'm looking at, you know, SNL and I know Comedy Central, do you guys have like like an improv school or anything where if somebody really is funny, they want to be a comedian, they could go to a special training, a special school? This is such a stupid question, this conversation. How do you go to school to be funny? I mean, automatically, Mads and I are funny, but you don't go to school to be funny. I think there's, there's definitely a natural uh, ability to be funny. Right. There's some people who just are naturally funny. And I think, though, like acting or directing or writing, it's also a skill. Right. Stand up is a skill. Acting is a skill. And acting in a drama is very different than acting in a comedy. And some people can do both. Some people can't. Right. Some people are really good comedians, but not proficient at dramatic acting. So I do think it is a skill. I do think it's something it's a craft. It's something you have to hone and practice. 
And so I do, I do think that's a, a great idea that SNL looks to grow new comedians by providing them certain skills that are probably very directed and relevant to SNL. Yeah, it's the ground lead. It's the the ground lead. That is the school and SNL is one of their biggest backer supporters. And that school literally puts you on the map to all the I remember like Second City, right? And I don't know if this is still the case, but back in the day, a lot of SNL actors came out of Second City. And that was kind of the the place that they started. I think Smosh is very similar in that we are that school, right? But but we're not we're not acting as a school. But when people come here, they are learning, right? They're learning improv skills. They're learning acting skills. They're learning how to direct, right? Some of our our talent will direct the pieces quite often or write the pieces that the other actors are a part of. So you can come to Smosh and be on-air talent. You can be a writer. You can be a director. You can really be anything. Again, you could come here and you know be an office manager and be in the sketches, help write the sketches, help develop the sketches. And from my perspective, you know, and, and I've done this throughout my career, my goal is always to help people grow in their craft and then go off and do great things. There's nothing I wouldn't want more than to see our talent, you know, two years, five years, 10 years from now on The Tonight Show, promoting some big movie or some big television series or some big comedy event and saying, yeah, I got my start on Smosh. Right. Are, are, yeah, you, and Ian, are you and Ian in the skits at all? Ian is the co-founder and president of Smosh, but he's been in the sketches and a part of Smosh for, well, since the beginning. And are you, are you? I am not. I am not. I am a behind the camera guy. <laughs> and I'm, that's why this is a podcast and not a video podcast, because I should be behind the camera. Well, it's kind of baseball had a while we cut the video. But you know what? Mar- Marjorie and I won't hold that against you. I have a question for you on comedic skills. There was, you and Marjorie were both, I mean, both of you were present for the MEAs, the Media Excellence Awards. I believe it was year not, oh my God, I don't even know. We're near 15 right now. I cannot believe, like I'm having this concert with you and Marjorie and we're in our 15th year of MEAs and you guys have been there from day one, which has been the most, the funniest and the most stupidest moments of like award history. But you- All memorable though. Oh, but you guys were both there when we were at the Ritz-Carlton Marina Del Rey years ago. Ron G is a tremendous comedian. He's been on the podcast with Style with Grace. I know you guys both know him. You know, I think for comedians, one of the things, and I, I just was speaking to a comedian the other day is, if you don't get off to a good start, it's so much easier. And Daniel, you could probably talk to this more. If you don't get off to that really good start, it almost like escalates down quicker. And once comedians are on stage and they know they, they hit that, like, oh my God, this is not going well. And then you're backpedaling, trying to make it go well. And then it, goes, it makes like, it worse. So, yeah, yeah, but I also I think, think that, that but, being, but being a good comedian, like when we're all on stage moderating, giving speeches, Texas. When we're on stage, we're on stage like we're comedians. When things start going south, a good comedian, Daniel, they usually know how to improv and make it funny. But when they start being the expense of putting people down to the point where it gets really rude and offensive to where it gets like March, it's so bad. Do you guys have, is there a standard? Because I know everybody has their style, but do you have a point where you or or the team is like, okay, enough, enough. That was funny, but now if you can't pull it off and keep going, 
it, it just you got to stop if you start seriously offending people in the audience or losing users. Yeah, I think it's a it's a question of time in generation, right? So so Marjorie's right. I think there are moments where a comedian will get off on a bad track and then not know how to get back. Right. And that's why, you know, whenever you see a great comedian with a great set, that set has been practiced hundreds of times in front of many different people and failed many times. And so I could imagine in that situation, testing out maybe a tone or a style or material that didn't work and then didn't know how to get out of it. But if you think about just the evolution of comedy in just the last couple of years, it has changed a lot. Right. And, and by the way, that comedian, that that approach of roasting someone or insulting someone. I mean, go back to Andrew Dice Clay. Right. That humor that he had wouldn't play today. Or if you think about Don Rickles. Mm-hmm. Right. Don Rickles was was that idea. He was there to insult people. Right. Or I remember I think it was Conan O'Brien had the insult dog. Right. Whatever his name was. Their position was I'm going to pick a physical or personal attribute about someone and I'm going to pick on it. Right. And, and that's what it was, right. That was the humor. But in the last, I would say 10 years, right. Or, and and if you even go back and look at things that were considered funny, right. By a broad, you know, population 10 years ago, much of it probably isn't funny today, right. It wouldn't be looked at in the same way. And and probably would be considered offensive. Well, I think it's also because if you look at the past, compared to how, you know, you know, whether it's gay marriages, gay rights, I mean, given human beings in general, color, creed, sexual orientation, you can't be funny anymore with what you might have thought was back. There's so many sensitivities now than there were before, as you also have to keep that in mind as you're trying to be funny, because roasts are funny, but some of the comedic skills it, it could come off the wrong way with somebody. Yeah. And you got to understand, you need to know who's in that audience. Yeah, and, and you need to understand your audience. And I think that's something like when I talked about the funeral rose, Smosh is a very family-friendly brand from that perspective, right? And it's very respectful. As far, you know, when I, when I think about the humor, yes, it makes fun. And yes, it it is humorous, but it works hard not to cross a line where it's being derogatory or making fun of a group or a person for, you know, physical or belief systems or things that we in society no longer have said, oh, I'm going to poke fun at that, right? Or or is looked at as bullying, you know, and I'm not saying it was ever right. It, was, it wasn't, right? But society had a different perspective of, I think, what was funny or what was acceptable. And we now look at that and go, well, actually, it wasn't. And so we're not going to do that going forward. And so Smosh even has evolved over the years. It's humor. It's comedy. You know, when Ian and Anthony, who started the channel, started it, I mean, they were teenagers, right? So their humor and their point of view came from, from their perspective. And over the last 20 years, as they have grown up, and Ian, who's still a part of the channel and the group of comedians that he's brought into it, that humor comes from them directly the humor that someone has in their 20s today is very different, I think, than someone who's in their 40s, right? Or 30s or 40s or 50s. And and that has to be taken into account. So the idea here is the comedy is being created by people that also represent the fan base. 
And so it connects to the fan base. Quick question for you. Can anybody get Smosh on all platforms, all channels? Am I wrong in this? You're not part of YouTube. You're a standalone channel, right? Correct. Yeah, we're a standalone channel. The channel launched in 2005 on YouTube, 17 years ago. Okay. So it was one of the first channels that launched and was the number one channel on YouTube for many years. I mean, probably almost 10 years. You know, as more platforms were developed, then Smosh developed its content to fit those platforms. So what we do on YouTube and how YouTube works and the audience on YouTube is slightly different than Facebook, right? And Facebook Watch and the content we put on Facebook, which is very different than what we do with TikTok, which is very different than what we do with Reels. I think the the, the point for any brand and, and one of the things that attracted me to this company is the brand. Just like Machinima was the brand. El Rey, right? When I went to El Rey was the brand. Smosh is a comedy brand. It's the stamp of approval that, you know, for the last 20 years has meant comedy, right? So people know when they see Smosh, whether it's Smosh, Smosh Pit, Smosh Games, El Smosh, they know they're going to get something funny. And so audiences and fans are everywhere. And behavior on each platform is going to be different. And so we have to make sure we're creating content that works for those platforms and for those audiences. That is today the way you have to take a brand and make sure that your audience can watch it however they want. Is there a mobile app? There is not a mobile app because you already have it on mobile via YouTube, TikTok, Reels, Snapchat. Makes sense. Uh, The idea of a, for me and, and Sarah, as you know, when we met, I was early mobile video development and creation. I don't see... You know, unless you're going to do a, a direct to consumer platform, it's probably subscription specifically. I don't think you would need an app. Let's talk about TikTok because I, I am always fascinated by TikTok. I have a friend who's a creator and she's like, okay, I got to do three videos a day. They got to be funny. They got to be quirky. They've got to be. And the amount of time, like people are like, oh, it's only like, you know, 10, 15 seconds, but the amount of time and energy and effort people put into TikTok is so incredible. Some of these videos are just like professional level videos that they're producing all along. So can you talk a little bit about your TikTok strategy? Yeah. So TikTok is actually really interesting because it's really, as, as you know, has blown up in the last few years, right? It's only been about three years and it has become a dominant platform and certainly one that creators are very focused on. So when we think about each one of the platforms and, and just TikTok alone, it's going to be less polished, right? It, it's much more overused word in our industry, but authentic, right? To the creative themselves, creating something unique. We don't tend to, to lean into formats. Formats take a setup, right? And, and then, you know, it takes explaining what's the format about, and then it takes a setup and then it's a beat. You don't really have that in TikTok. You have to kind of get it really quick. It does need to be very visual. It needs to be unique. I think anything Q&A, trends... Anything that ultimately, when you look at, and it's very easy to look at what works in TikTok, but then you have to figure out, well, how does that work in my brand, right? Because not everything that happens on TikTok is going to work with under our brand or our brand of comedy. And so that's something that our team looks at, you know, and and you mentioned the amount of time and energy to create videos. You know, people, I think historically in the entertainment industry, people go, oh, that it was a 60 second video, it took you 60 seconds. Or even on YouTube, oh, that was a eight minute video that can't take a long time, but it does. And the amount of work that goes into ideating the idea and then 
outlining it, right? Or, or understanding where the comedy is, whether it's scripted or non-scripted. Even if you think about people watching and playing video games, right? If you think about Twitch and watching live video games, the reason I loved that form of content at, at Machinima was because it's comedy. It, it, yes, it's about watching the gameplay, but more than not, when you had Sky Does Minecraft or Markiplier or you know PewDiePie, they were comedians and they were doing shows, right? Comedy shows. And the backdrop, the visual was the gameplay. And so I think that's the key, but that takes time and energy. And that's very thoughtful, right? On how any of that is created and people can easily get burnt out. Make it three TikTok videos a day, three to five videos a day. That's a full day. That's a lot of work. And you have to do that every day and you can't stop doing it. And there is no vacation. There is no time off, you know, in, and that's why a lot of creators then start bringing other people around them to help, you know, with the creation to keep that, that momentum going. I know Sarah and I were just talking about this, like in film, they have this rule of thumb that 12 hours equals five minutes. So just to give the audience an example of like how much time it takes on the production level just to create like a minute or five minutes, et cetera. And that's on the film level, but you know, still it's, yeah. it's, it's incredible how much time it does take to make great content. Yeah. And it's, a, and it has to be a good minute, right? It, it's easy yeah. to create something quick. And it's also possible for anybody to create one great video, right? Get one hit. Mm -hmm. The question is, can you be consistent? Can you do three a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year? That's the challenge. Which is your content strategy, Daniel, for Smosh? Is the content strategy for um, to increase engagement or is it just produce funnier content week over week? I think those things are equal, right? It's if we can create funny content, that people want Better to engagement. seek out, they're going to engage yeah. with them, right? The, the idea is if we're creating, whether it's an eight minute video or a 30 minute video, we want people to watch as much of that video as possible. Is Mosh a ad revenue-based model? Yes. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, so, and, and because we're on platforms that are ad revenue-based, right? So AVOD, right? So YouTube is, is the largest AVOD platform in the world, right? A lot of people don't talk about that. They talk about... You know, when you think about SVOD and the key, the, the, the core SVOD players that are out there, Netflix, Disney, Paramount Plus, right? We know what that is. And then you got AVOD and you look at uh, Freebie, right? Which was IMDb TV, Roku, right? You yeah. have these, these AVOD platforms. YouTube is by far the largest, right? And has been, and, and I think will continue to be for a long time. And so the, the challenge with YouTube though is you have over 2 million creators, right? All competing for the eyeballs that come to YouTube. And so the question is, why are you unique? Why are you original? Why does someone subscribe to you? Why do they watch your videos every day? You know, when we, we have, you know, three core channels and there's a new video, right? Being launched under the Smosh brand every single day, right? On one of those channels. And we are trying to engage with our existing fans, right? The fans, they, you know, we have our core fans, we want to make sure that the fans that loved us, that have moved on, come back. And we want the next generation of fans, right, to love Smosh. That's our goal. Yeah. Okay. So I know we're going to have time here. Okay. So I got two or three quick one answer QA for you. Okay. Okay. But first off, what I think is funny. I can never answer anything with one <laughs> yeah. word. You, know you got that. one word. I know, but we got limited time here. But I think is actually kind of funny is that 
when we started the podcast, you're moving around. I thought like, ah, I was going to text Marjorie. Daniel had his ears pierced. He was like weird little big plastic round circles. Then I realized as you turn your head, they're actual black earbuds. I'm thinking, is that funny? He got his ear pierced. He went from suits and studios to comedic and funny stuff. They he look like gauges. They actually look like yeah. gauges. Yeah, they yeah. do. Oh my God, I that would be funny. <laughs> big gauges in your ears. Um, I like the black ear pods. Thank you. They double as earrings. Okay. Who is your favorite comedian? Of all time was Robin Williams. Good one. Okay. Favorite cartoon? Favorite cartoon is Animaniacs. Really? Yes. Okay. The funny guy or the Simpsons? You mean the family guy? The family guy. See? Okay. That wasn't funny. Funny, not funny. Here, the family here, guy here, or the here, Simpsons. Here, so I don't watch either, obviously. Here's my take on that. I think family guy to me in, in clips, in moments, is absolutely hilarious. It's kind of like, uh, it reminds me of the Austin Power movies. They're great. Okay. As a whole, they're good. The moments that you remember, the clips that you can pull from it are stellar. I think Family Guy has that. Simpsons has just longevity. They have been funny from the beginning and have continued to be so throughout the years. Yeah. I mean, I've always been a huge Seth MacFarlane fan, just not a big Simpsons fan. And apparently, I don't know the difference between family or funny guys. So there you go. Think about the Simpsons is what, in his 35th season? Something yeah. Like that? I mean, we actually we, we actually had Tommy Tejeda, the chief creative guy for the Simpsons from the studios on the podcast. It is amazing how much work goes into making the Simpsons. But I mean, good for them. What was your funniest movie of all time? Well, the funniest movie that I've ever seen. Well, I have to say, it depends the mood. It depends the moment. You know, Monty Python and the Holy Grail is a is a classic. You can you can watch that anytime. It's still funny. Oh my god! Okay, last question. What makes you laugh every day? Besides my own jokes, <laughs> I think they're funny. What makes and you laugh? <laughs> I laugh at my own jokes. That's my my wife always says. That. You know, you you're the only one laughing at your jokes, and I and I always tell her because I'm funny. Right. I say that sometimes to like my friends i crack myself up yes but i think i'm the only one at times so that's the answer the answer is what makes me laugh every day <laughs> me wait this is so funny marjorie what makes you laugh every day besides this podcast oh i, I think my son makes me laugh because that kid has like that killer comedic timing that you know he's a character it's all about the timing oh my god daniel it was mm -hmm. so good to have you on the show again so excited to get your comedic team on here to talk about Smosh and the world of laughter. We literally, I think for the first time, Daniel made our deadline of timing. This was <laughs> a first. Wow. But we could go on and on and I know there will be a sequel. Oh, there will there always be, be a sequel. sequel. There has to be. We will have a huge sequel. We're going to have all your comedic troupe on, which Marge and I are excited about. We're going to have Ian on the show pretty soon, which we're excited about them. We'll have you back on with the team. Yeah, we'll have Ian, Courtney, Damien, Shane, which is pretty exciting. And then I think we're uh, all coming together to talk about. Yeah, Smosh. we are going to have a week of laughter. We should do that live. That would be fun. Marjorie, and then you, you will see how much uh, more funny they are than I. <laughs> I know. I'm, I, I'm actually excited. I'm actually, actually, Marjorie, to that point, we are going to record this live. So everybody will be on their best, I guess, behavior or not. Anything's funny. You never know. We are we are unfiltered. But Daniel Tibbetts, I'm excited to get the team back. So good having you on the show again. 
We wish you the best of luck, better jokes on the next <laughs> one. But for anybody who wants to, you got such a monster world of funny out there. Where's the best place to go to find all these channels? Well, first and foremost, go to smosh.com okay. and buy some Smosh merchandise. But YouTube, you know, slash that was, Smosh. That was a good plug. Out. That was a good plug. And for merch, go to smosh.com. <laughs> we have a lot of great merch. Oh, that's so funny. Perfect. And the best way to find you, I'm just going to say is link since we don't pimp out your emails and get too many crazy people coming on. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Find Daniel Tibbetts on LinkedIn, smosh.com. It was so good to have you on the show, Daniel. Thank you. Great seeing you both. Yeah, Marjorie, it was good having you back on. You guys, thank you so much. This is Sarah Miller, Media Mavis Podcast. We'll see everybody next week. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Media Mavis Podcast. If you don't want to miss an episode or want to download past episodes, Be sure to subscribe to the Media Mavens podcast on your favorite podcast provider. To learn more about the podcast or our guests, please visit MediaMavensPodcast.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.